We're recording now. Uh, podcast. Enter the studio. Going live. On. And we're just about there, everybody. We are just about there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, the most influential uh, sports talk show in the country. You know, at least I might not. Well, technically, I might not be the most influential now. But I'll say this. I will be the most honest. I'll be the most direct sports talk show in the country, okay? Going to talk about the Ben Simmons. There's a lot of lot of chatter going on. Even Scottie Pippen uh, mentioned something about Ben Simmons' situation. I got, I'm going to do a take on that. Uh, Atlanta's for real. Uh, ESPN's Mike Golick, former ESPN employee, Mike and Mike, 17 years. He comes out and talks about how bad they did him, and it just it just grinds my gears the way they do this guy. After all the uh, great work he done for this network over the years, uh, Pittsburgh cuts another big, uh, big time player there. Also, we got a basketball game tonight, folks. I think if if the Clippers, if they, if they if they win a game in this series, it's going to be tonight. It's usually game three, usually. But this year, it's not normal. So first, let me get started with that. Atlanta. Atlanta, I still think there's some people out in the sporting universe that's simply not taking this Atlanta Hawks team seriously. And I was one of them. But when I saw that game last night, everybody, I got to thinking about this. And this Atlanta Hawks team, Reminds me of the 2011 Dallas Mavericks team. They were a team that were a three seed, mind you, five years prior, or maybe four. I'm not sure, or three or four years. But either way, this team under Dirk Nowinski, I want to say it's five. When when Miami won their first championship. With Shaq and Dwayne Wade, they blew a two-game lead. After that, I thought that this Dallas team will never do anything. They don't have the defense. They don't have the they don't have the offense. Grit, the stops. Uh, Dirk Nowinski is a choke artist. And fast forward to 2011, this team was a three seed, wasn't a big favorite to win it all that year. Remember that the, the Heat had that was their first year together, Dwayne Wade and LeBron and everybody, Bosch. And I was really pulling for LeBron that year. I really wanted him to get that ring, to get that monkey off his back of not having a championship, being the greatest player as he was. Uh, Kobe had won the, the year before that. I was a little irritated with that win over Orlando, but that Dallas team. Man, you could get them down, beat them down, and beat and you just could not get them to die. And they no no league was safe from 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 that Portland series that we all saw all the way to the finals with um 
against against Wade and LeBron. And and Dirk, I remember, and I'm a little under weather today. I've got allergies and stuff. But Dirk was um, Dwayne Wade and LeBron James mocked him because he was sick one of the games. They're coughing and mocking him on camera, and you could see him walking out of the uh, entrance there. And uh, they got their butts kicked. I mean, it was a six-game series, and uh, they would have leagues, and Dallas would just keep coming back, keep coming back. Tyson Chandler really good on the inside. This Atlanta team reminds me a lot of that team. This team is a five seed. And now, mind you, now, a six seed did win the finals. The highest seed ever was the 1994 uh, Houston Rockets team that I've told you all about. And now, now that team was led by a former number one overall pick, Akeem Olajuwon, the guy drafted above Michael Jordan in 1984. He was 10 years in the league, so he was right in his prime. So my my thing is, my my take is, this Atlanta team could win the whole thing. They 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 could win the whole, and they would be the biggest underdogs in the modern ABA NBA era since the two leagues of merger merger in 1976. This would be uh, the 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 biggest upset. This would be the biggest underdog story in NBA history to win a championship, in my humble opinion. Uh, Trey Young was not a number one overall pick. Uh, they are a five seed. They are $10,000 to one. Uh, they were plus 10000 So if you bet, plus 10000 excuse me, not $10,000. Uh, if you bet before the playoffs started, $100 for the fifth seed, Atlanta Hawks, to, to, to win the finals. Which, they, you know, they, you know, come on. We still got another series to go. I mean, they, they, I don't know if they're even going to beat Milwaukee. But if it does, that will pay $10,000 for that $100. That's pretty good for 16 teams, folks. That, that, is, that is really good stuff. But, uh, you know, if you look at this team with, with all the shooters that they have, and I, and I want to emphasize this because, you know, and I know nobody's on here yet, Carlos, everybody's busy tonight, it seems like, and that's okay. Um, this doesn't make the Knicks situation look that bad. This team just played well. They're just playing well at the right time. And... This notion that I, I think they can play with the fi- whoever's in the finals, I think they can play with, with, with Phoenix. I think they can play with uh, the Clippers. I don't think Clippers are going to make it. And they still might lose to Milwaukee. Remember, Milwaukee was down 0-2 last time to a Kevin Durant-led team. But this team has nothing to lose. Uh, they've got the outside shoot, not just Trey Young. We talked about Lou Williams, Bodanovich. Uh, uh, Gallinari. I mean, uh, Herder, whatever the guy's name is. Shooters for days, everybody. Absolute shooters for days. I think they have the most talent depth 
at just pure jump shooting that's left in the league. This left that I think they have the most depth at that. And of course, they're buying in defense defensively. McMillan is doing a well of a job having these guys buy in defensively. And they're shooting the ball really well. And the Tyson Chandler role is of um, Clint Capella and John Collins. They're everybody is 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 playing their role in this series. And I'll tell you, this team can win the whole thing. They can win the whole the Atlanta Hawks. Who would have had the Atlanta Hawks winning the whole thing? I know I wouldn't have. I thought that they would lose in five to the Knicks. Uh, but they got hot at the right time. I don't think they're a fluke anymore. I, I think they're resilient. I think they have the talent is all coming together. Uh with with the jump shooting, the ball movement, and and uh, you know, Milwaukee could be in trouble. They could very well be in trouble in this particular series, in my opinion. Okay, uh, and, and you know, people talk about Milwaukee. They've got they've got uh, Giannis is seven foot tall. You've got Brooke Lopez, another seven footer, highest rebounding team out there. Well, guess what? They got re- out-rebounded by five against Atlanta. They were out-rebounding. Uh, you know, I'm telling you, it th- this team is is scary and dangerous, and uh, they they could really do something. They they could really they really do something. Uh, they've been playing on house money since this, since the second round began. You know which leads me in an easy transition to this Philadelphia uh, 76er thing. A friend of mine, Ron Paisley, good friend of mine, he sent me an email, sent me a message the other day about there was a story out of um, sportscasting, sportscasting.com. Ben Simmons regretted not listening to Kobe Bryant. And basically, what Kobe told Ben Simmons back in two, and Kobe's a very serious, you know, he's a guy as he went along in his career and as he became more and more mature later on in his career, I uh, began to really respect the guy's work ethic and, and appreciation for this game of basketball. And this story that Ron sent me, a good friend of mine, saying that you know he, he told he told Simmons, man, you've got you've got to work on your jump shot, man. Uh, back at this was three years ago, you know, this guy hasn't been in the league that long, and that sounds so vanilla and minute, just so simple. It's so of course you got to work on your jump shot, but what he's talking about is not shooting around in the gym is not more pickup games using jump shot. Now that's all fine and dandy. But what Colby's talking about is having a trainer in there with you, holding a broomstick up and making you work on your post game, your turnaround jumper, your fade away, your inside game, your hook shot, all of that time and time again. Hour after hour after hour. And I've seen the Kobe documentary. I've seen quite a few on the guy. 
now that he's passed, uh, even just before he passed, after he, just after he retired. And this guy would get the key from the janitor in the gym and come in there and play and play uh, two or three o'clock in the morning, uh, leave, come back a few hours later. He knew the kind of work that his competition and the others were putting in, and he would outdo that by three times. I mean, this guy was really tunnel vision focused. You know, Ben Simmons is six foot eleven ball handler, and you know, Kobe was right. Kobe wasn't right about a lot of stuff. So yeah, thank you, Ron. I appreciate you telling me that. Sticking with the same story, there was a um, like I said, this has got a lot of uh, attention. This Ben Simmons, that was a big upset. A lot of people expected the 76ers, and me being included, I thought it was going to come down to maybe one shot against, against Brooklyn and the Eastern Conference, possible a, a championship contending team, and then they get put out in the second round. So it, it was a big upset. A lot of people were talking about it, including Scottie Pippen, and I'm trying to find out. Okay, so Pippen says something today about it. He said, uh, he said I watched a lot of games that Doc Rivers shouldn't have had him in in the fourth quarter. If you don't get, uh, if you don't give your deck of cards, this is Scotty Pippen, and uh, I give you a deuce and a heart, uh, deuce of a diamond, and we're playing spades. Why do you keep gambling with those cards? Basically, he's saying he's uh, that Doc Rivers. This is uh, Scotty Pippen was setting up uh, Ben Simmons for uh, for failure. The Simmons lost his confidence in his shot, and he's blaming Doc Rivers. Now, Doc Rivers is not out of the woods of being totally blamed because his teams have been known to give up big leads before in the past. And now, if it, if it was me and Doc Rivers, uh, I would have caught that that 25-point blowout loss there. Uh or blowout that, excuse me, that 25-point lead that they blew in game five, as that is coming down, as that's turning into 15 to 12 to 10, uh, and I know that Simmons is not doing it, and I get, on to, I get on to Harris and those others around, as you can see that MB was hurt and his knee was bothering him. You guys got to step up and get some scores here. You got to get to the rim, Okay. And I would have got him Ben Simmons rear end too about making dunks. But, you know, right now they are simply trying to, between Daryl Morey and, and Doc Rivers, they don't want to dog him out too much because they don't want to hurt his trade value. They're going to trade him somewhere. I still think they're going to trade him to be a clean slate, be best for both worlds, win-win to uh, Portland for C.J. McCollum. But they're getting criticism from all around the way, and rightfully so, if you ask me. Uh, rightfully so, totally. Uh, it, it was a very big disappointment. I mean, these guys have been waiting for years to get this um, to get this opportunity. Now, okay, sticking in the NBA, a uh, few few hires today. Yeah, Shake Milton. Thank you, uh, Pickles. So in the NBA, there was a um, there was a hire here. See, the Boston Celtics have hired Brooklyn Nets assistant Aduka 
U-D-O-K-A. And this guy was the... I don't see if, I, see if I have his whole name. His, his name's a little bit of a mouthful. But he was a um, assistant under... He was an assistant under Greg Popovich. So he's coming from that... He is coming from that Spurs system. Except he, he, he's a little bit uh, easier to uh, get along with, from what I understand. The players like him. He's helped out in the Olympics been an assistant for quite a few years. And, you know, ESPN, and I'm going to get into this a little bit thicker, Pickles. Uh, this Jay Williams comes out. Uh, Jay Williams has normally been a pretty spot-on guy. He's not normal ESPN, air quote, race baiter guy. But he said something on Twitter then he backtracked and said that he was hacked and he had to change his password. So this is what Jay Williams says about this hire, the new Boston Celtics head coach. He says, the first head coach of color for the Celtics, and even more importantly, he is one talented individual who has paid his dues, clap, clap, fist pump. Then, of course, everybody goes crazy on Twitter and... This, this sports rabbi says, not a very bright man, this Jay Williams character. He was never, has he ever heard of Bill Russell? One of the first black coaches, I think he was the first black coach in the, in the head coach in the NBA. He was a coach of the Boston Celtics. How about Doc Rivers, KC Jones, ML Carr, and Tom Sanders? So, <laughs> I mean, people are really getting on to Jay Williams, and now, Today, that was yesterday. Today, Jay Williams comes out and he says, well, you know, I, I, someone got into my account. It got hacked. And it's a bigger problem in society. Everybody's rushing to get that thrill. People want to get that. Um, and I'm going to come back to this from make a bigger point about society right now. But they... <laughs> uh, they're, they're, they're so eager to get that dopamine high from saying something controversial and the flavor for now, which is going to go out of style eventually. All fads come and go, right, Pickles? The, it's the air quote race thing. And, of course, it was totally bogus, and he, he apologized about it, said he was hacked, yada, yada, yada. But I will come back, bookmark that one, Pickles. I'm going to come back to that one. The Pacers hire Rick Carlisle. Carlisle's a good coach, you know. He is a, um, Carlisle just needed a change of scenery. He was a guy that, um, you know, he'd been over that 10-year rule, you know. And he, you know, a former Celtic guy's a good coach. Now, he, there's not going to be any expectations in Indiana. I mean, I don't have anybody, you know. So I do think that, that Carlisle will um I think I think he'll do well there. Uh give him a few years, let him build up. Hopefully he's learned something. Not to do the, any any of these calls here, uh, you know, play by play where he's calling a play every possession. But anyways, not a bad hire there. Not a bad hire in in the in, in the Celtic land.
But anyways, again, bookmark that, folks, for the Celtics, okay? So anyways, there was a there was a big story out. The Athletic did a sit-down with former ESPN uh, great, in my opinion, Mike Golick. They sit down with Mike Golick. And um, Mike Golick, if you don't know, he, he was on Mike and Mike. It was... I read this in a story here, a separate story. They were the top five all-time most popular show in all ESPN for 17 years. Uh, the Mike and Mike show. The other shows that were in front of like 30 for 30. It's about all-time programming pickles. Nine sports, live sports are the king. Forget about live sports. Like they were just behind like the early days of Sports Center, uh, the the thirty for thirty, and all that. So, long story short, about a few years ago, I want to say two thousand sixteen, Mike Greeny Greenberg goes behind his back, and that's the other guy to management and says he wants to work by himself. He wants to move to New York instead of Bristol, Connecticut, Mike Greeny, and did not mention a thing to Mike about it. I mean, it's like the top show. These guys are killing it in ratings. So that gets arranged with ESPN. And so Golick did not speak to Greeny off air this didn't go in effect till like a year later, Pickles, like 2007. They did not say one word to each other, according to Golick, off air after that. And then Golick tells this story in the Athletic. He says, listen, man, we weren't really that close to get with. We were friends on set, but we weren't that close off set. You know, I had kids at a much younger age. He didn't have kids until later on in his career, and that was okay. But he said, the guy could have sit down and talked to me about this instead of going behind my back like that. So, so anyways, fast forwarding it. So they, they break up. Now, where I, you know, criticize Golick is he finds a way to print his, bring his Mike Golick Jr. in to do this show with Trey Wingo, who did not, Trey Wingo, who did not want to work that early morning shift and then they do Golick and Junior and Wingo show, which turned out to be a, a complete disaster. And then on top of that, Greeny does a show Get Up that's competing directly, a TV competing with the, the radio show that's on ESPN2, and Greeny was on ESPN1. Well, that show ended uh, last summer. Uh, not last summer, Pickles, but the one... Yeah, it was last summer. Excuse me. It was ended last summer, July 31st. The, 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 the Wingo and, and Golick Jr. show ended then. Okay? And Golick said that, that ESPN treated him the way he was... It made him think about when he was a player. When he was cut from two NFL teams, one was Miami, and I want to say the other may have been Philadelphia or Houston or whatever. Hey, they just they just washed their hands with him. They told him, they said, okay, it's July 31st. You've got 
you got July 22nd or whatever. You got six more months. We could pay you to not do anything or you can find something else to do. And we'll, we're still going to pay you for six months. But after that, we're done. Did not discuss anything with Mike Golick after that. So what Golick did, Pickles, well, he just did college football. And I remember watching him last year. I was like, dang, man, Golick's going back and doing color on college football. So that runs out. Now we're into this year, and he's just saying, you know, I'm just weighing out my options. But he's like, man, that was low down of what Greeny did. Uh, and it was. And quite frankly, uh, the guy built, you know, he's a former player, but also a very smart guy, funny. He had good, uh, good personality. Now, I did not agree with him bringing his son on. That made him look bad. I know he wants to help his son, everything. His son had no radio experience. You, uh, you're you're 20, 20 X year old or whatever, and 27, 28 year, and you go right from playing, bouncing around in the league to go right to ESPN radio. He didn't do any smaller markets right that. So that kind of made him look bad. But the way ESPN, which he Golick took a major pay cut when he when he went on to do the Trey Wingo show. But it was just the way they throw him out. And then they turn around and keep people like um, Bawani Jones, this race-baiting uh, guy who's who's had two shows that fail. Uh, they keep people like Jalen Rose, uh, who uh, uh, is constantly race-baiting. Today, Jalen Rose Pickles made a... Um, I don't know if I have to switch this out here in a minute. So Jalen Rose makes a comment about the Olympics, and he gets called out for it. Jalen Rose, this is what Jalen Rose said. This is what ESPN has come to. They, they, they need to fire everybody in the house. And I'm going to give you my, my whole point about ESPN. Jalen Rose says, Kevin Love's the only white player on the USA team is a token because the NBA is afraid to send all black team to the Olympics. And then uh, reporter Bobby Barek from the Outkick, he says, no, uh, well, somebody needs to uh, tell Jalen Rose that 2016 the whole team was, was black. But that, that race baiters, people like Stephen A. We paid him eight minutes. Now, Stephen A., for a business perspective, Stephen A. Smith has probably got a high Q rating, Pickles. Uh they have been down this woke uh, political uh, highway the last, I would say, probably since the Michael Sam thing in 2012. It started that. Then they wanted to give Bruce Jenner the Encouragement Award, uh, some kind of Author Ash Award, for becoming a woman instead of this young girl uh, that beat cancer. She was an athlete. I can't remember the details, but that they wanted to do that, and they wanted to get into this whole social justice race baiting uh, hot take that's trend on Twitter thing going. And it was a way. I read a book about this a few years ago, pickles, and it was a way to recap that the idea by this loser. John Skipper, who is no longer at ESPN, the uh, the the president, uh, to recap the money because they overpaid for their huge, massive NBA contract. 
for the TV deals, right? So they started to doing this, plus this guy, John Skipper, who's no longer with them. He, he claimed it was a uh, uh, cocaine addiction or something like that, but really it was all this other stuff. And they're, they're just, they're tanking on ratings. But instead of keeping the good guys like him, uh, like Mike Dolick, Kenny Maine, guys like that, uh, and, and just promote people that, that they keep it funny and light, and uh, you, 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 these race baiters, uh, people that, like I said, Bomani Jones, failed uh, radio show there, Pickles, uh, TV show canceled, but he's this big wolf. He's looking for the race angle and everything. Jalen Rose. So people like that, and I tell you, man, and like I said, I don't put it past a guy like Jay Williams. He's a Duke guy. Uh, to try to fit in with those people with the SPN to put something stupid like the Boston Celtic thing, which is totally wrong. I, I kind of feel like he may have done that and then caught himself afterwards because it's just a race to be woke. Hold on for a second, everybody. Let me change out my... Uh, hear me going off. So, so yeah, 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 Pickles, you're right. Um House cleaning. Yeah, Pickle says says house cleaning. So if I'm if I became president today over um oops holy freaking moly. If I became president of ESPN today, I would say, okay, number one, number one. All ESPN employees, talent, etc. If you bring up politics, not only on your simulcast, the podcast that we do through streaming, through uh, Sports Center, uh, through radio, TV, even on your personal social media accounts, you're fired immediately. You 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 are fired immediately. Another thing, number two, if you casually throw that race card out without any evidence, Jalen Rose, zero tolerance, you're fired. You, you're, you're fired immediately. Now, if you wanted to say, for instance, now Stephen A. Smith said something about uh, uh, last year about the NFL not having enough uh, black coaches with the population uh, he named the black head coaches in the NFL, and it's 13%. Now, something like that, that's okay. But if you throw out some false statement, some divisive, vindictive, false statement like that's white privilege that Steve Nash got the head coaching job, when that's not true, you're fired. You, you're fired. Uh, and, and quite frankly, all those people, people like Jamel Hill, she's already been fired. Race based. If you say something about any, and I don't care what political view you have, if you say something about the former president on this network through social media or on live this or this president, for that matter, even if you like him, you're fired. Okay? We're going to build this. What made this show, what made this great was the fact that it's escapism. You know, going back to what Jalen Rose said, you know, 
um, this whole thing going on in this country about this anti-cop rhetoric, this evil white people rhetoric, it's getting old. And here's a personal story. This happened to me today, Pickles. This happened to me today. Then it happened to me. This is what I witnessed. This stuff that people like Jalen Rose wants to say, and it, it's just starting in, in pop culture. It's, it's, it's in social media, uh, and you're starting to see it filter out into the real world, okay? I was driving. I'm a carrier, folks. I was driving Vanderbilt University today. I was in um, 21st Avenue, 1 o'clock this afternoon. I made all my, my, my lunchtime blood drops for the day, and I was going to do some more drops. And I was behind this guy, and he is in, in front of me. He slows down uh, to the turning lane from 21st and Medical Center Parkway, sticks his entire arm out the window, and flips off a Vanderbilt police officer who was sitting in the turning lane not doing anything. So when you see this stuff, Jalen Rose, when you put this stuff out there and you think you're being cute, you think you're getting you're getting that a dopamine high, you realize the divisiveness that you're causing and that people like you, politicians, opportunist politicians, and, and, and athletes, when you say something with zero, zero evidence, use terms like white privilege and, and systematic racism and bad cops, bad, all that, all that divisiveness. You get stuff like what happened there. Now, the cop didn't do anything. Now, the guy looked at me. I think he was not even American. I think he was like uh, um, not Samoan. I can't remember. Uh, Somalian, Somalian looking guy. Uh, he just kind of looked at an oddball look. He did a U-turn, and then he moved on. I mean, I don't know what that was all about, but I do know that But this has got to stop. Um, I don't like to talk about this stuff every week, but it, it, it keeps coming up, and I feel bad if, 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 if I don't talk about it, you know? And the reason why I, I decided to go ahead and talk about it is because I think about Howard Stern, for example. And Howard Stern, great movie, by the way. Private Parts is really good. Howard Stern says there's a scene in there where he he totally lies, Pickles. Howard Stern totally lies about that he used to go to this grand opening of this sponsor uh, as a kid in the area, and he really liked their product. And then he says... Well, the grand openings today. This is the only. This is the very first. And then he finally says, "Okay, listen. I'm just a. I'm just a DJ making two hundred fifty dollars a week. I'm hoping I don't get fired." And the next scene, he's talking to his wife, and she's. He's like, "Did you like this bit? Did you like that bit?" And you know what? His wife Allison says. She says, "No, I like it when you talked about. You know, you're just doing a two hundred fifty dollars a week thing, and." You're just trying not to get fired because that was him being him. So I have to be me, you know. Um, no, what my point was, Stern stopped trying to be, say what he thought people wanted him to say. He stopped trying to sound like a radio guy. He was just being who he was. And once he started saying what he really thought, 
that's when his show started to take off. Now, they got him in a lot of trouble, got him fired. But that's like me on this show. I can't sit here and look at all this divisiveness that people from like ESPN, this Jalen Rose, and like I said, Jason Whitlock, really good guy, smart guy. He says, listen, he said, Jason Whitlock, what did he say? Uh, the best thing ESPN could do for the betterment of America is muzzle all of its unnamed race baiters, and if they need help identifying their unarmed race baiters, I'll be more than happy to identify them. It's pretty much all of them. And I, I said, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jason Whitlock. Love this guy. And uh, he's a black guy, too. He's tired of this stuff. He's tired of this rhetoric, and it's bleeding over into society. It's not true. Jalen Rose is a multimillionaire doing really well, people kissing his rear end uh, all over this country. And uh, it, it's just and, – and I'll tell you what. I'm, it's going to get better before it gets worse, but I do think that this stuff is going to get better because I, 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 I'm starting to see people uh, speak out against this. And other people who are black, like Jason Whitlock, have had enough. Have had enough of this division in this country. It's not cute. It's not true. And we're not going to tolerate it. And kudos to the people who are standing up for this. Sorry, that was on my mind. Uh, And eventually, Disney, um, my thing is, Pickles, that the money is going to be so bad. And it has it. They're they're crumbling. They asked Kenny Mayne to take a 60% pay cut. They said, no, bleep you, I'm gone. But they want to pay Stephen A. Smith $8 billion a year to get everything wrong half the time. But he's got a pretty high Q rate, I would imagine. But I'll tell you what, folks, uh, I, I think that uh, I think the tide's going to turn. I'm starting to see it with this critical race theory crap that's taught. It's starting to come out now. Uh Parents of all races are starting to complain about this stuff, this whole uh, war on race and all that, war on play. All that's going to fade, and these athletes, when LeBron retired, LeBron's not got that much longer to go. When when that divisiveness, these younger guys, they're going to look at this, and they're going to like, man, well, this is, there, this is, there's a lot of good things going on in the league and the NBA, and this NFL is looking great. Um we're just better than this as a country, as a nation. And and I think that it's all going to blow over. I really do. I, I It's like a it's like a big storm, right, Pickles? It, it, when, when you're in a, a, like a really bad thunderstorm, at first it gets on the radar. It's like a little bit of green. Then it gets a little bit darker. Then it gets yellow. Then it gets red. When it gets red, that's usually when you might have a tornado. You might get hell or something, right? But then on the back end, it's a little bit darker green, then it gets lighter, and then the, the storm is gone. So I think that's what's going to eventually happen with this situation here. Sorry, that just really uh, grinds my gears when this sort of thing happens, and I got to talk about it, man. I tell you, I got to talk about it. In other news, let's see. Alex Caruso, Laker free agent. Now, he got arrested for pot possession in Texas. Probably not a big deal. 
Uh, it's still illegal in Texas. It's not legal in other countries. But he is a free agent. I think – now, LeBron spoke out. He thought that was a crappy arrest. Uh, this is guy. This is a good bench player. I think he'll bounce back. I think that was stupid. That was going to cost him some money. If, I, if I'm a general manager of a team, I'm going to say, listen, man, you're a free agent, man. And why did you get arrested? Even though, you know, it's not no big deal, uh, it's kind of like your decision-making. Caruso's had a really good year. He's had a career year. You know, six points, three rebounds, three assists. Now, this guy is only 26 years old. He's gotten a lot better as the season went along. Going to be a good seven, eight men, uh, man off the bench type of player. Uh, I hope he gets a job somewhere. But I think that cost him a little bit of money, if you ask me. In other news, okay, uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh released one of their great guards today on their offensive line, Pickles. Uh, David DeCastro, 31 years old, uh, he was released today. The team decided to sign uh, former Charger uh, Trey Turner to play that guard position. He was a five-time Pro Bowl player, too. Uh, but my thing is, guys, going into football. I've said this a few months ago, and I'm going to stick by it. I really like Pittsburgh going into last year. I like the Steelers, and I called it. Nobody else did. Everybody else was on the Baltimore bandwagon. I said, no, nah, I really like this team coming in, and I was right. Uh, now, this year, I do not like the Steelers. I don't like the Steelers even to get the playoffs, Pickles. The Steelers have lost four starting offensive linemen this offseason, Pickles. Now, they still got that pass rush. You still got Ben. But if Ben ain't got – man, I mean, they do got a new offensive coordinator. Maybe they've upgraded in some spots on the offensive line. Maybe they'll get a running game going with Najee Harris. God hope they do because he's going to get Roethlisberger hurt. This may be Roethlisberger's last year. But I'm thinking that they're probably – an eight and nine type of season, maybe nine and eight. I think they come just short of the playoffs. Uh, just do not like this team. I mean, when you lose four offensive linemen, Maurice Pouncey retired, DeCastro cut, their left tackle, uh, and their other right tackle. I mean, they, they lose the guys, the free agent, and you had one to retire, and then you cut one of them hoping to uh, upgrade that guard position uh, they did not do enough. They didn't go after Orlando Brown, which he was a Raven. I don't know if the Ravens would have traded him in conference like that anyways. But um, if you're a Steelers fan, you got to be concerned about this team coming in. I don't. I think this could potentially be uh, Roethlisberger's last year, Pickles. Okay. Now, there was a, you know, I was watching a baseball uh, highlight there the other day, Pickles, and Matt Scherzer's taking his clothes off, man. I mean, I'm watching the highlight. I don't know what's going on, man. But Matt Scherzer uh, for the Washington Nationals, I want to say they were playing the Phillies. Uh, you probably heard about this, Pickles. I know a lot of you have. Uh, this stick'em stuff that pitchers has got. I mean, it's a big, highly rated game. This is a big time pitcher, and 
he's taking his shirt off and stuff, man. And he started taking his pants off. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name now. Uh, Girardi. It's, uh, yeah, I figured you did. Girardi was saying that uh, I want him to be checked. He's, he keeps uh, putting his hands through his hair. I understand that this stuff is really annoying. It's putting backspin on the baseball. Uh, strikeouts are way up. Offense is way down. Yada, yada, yada. I get it. I get it. And I know how stubborn these people are in this sport. And uh, I will say this. And somebody didn't make a good point. Why, with all this heat on this, why would he have stick them on right now? You know, that would be the worst game to put stick them on. Uh, on the baseball, but I'll say this, that here's a very simple solution. I know those baseballs are slick. I get it. Uh, baseball is so old school. You know, pickles, somebody was talking about the umpires are still, these are brand, brand new baseballs. They're still putting the baseball in the dirt. So it wouldn't be so slick. Very simple solution. Who's it, Rollins? I don't. Whoever it is that makes these baseballs. If you're a major league baseball pitcher, you go to the CEO, somebody from the players' union, somebody from major league baseball, and you say, "Listen, man, I want you. You see where these white leather uh, padded seams are? I know you know baseball's got the seat, the little stitching around it. We want stitching with two fingers, six little dots." to go on each side of the white part, the padding of the baseball, so the players can grip it. It's like a glove, like a baseball glove. Now, how that problem solved? And then if they still want to cheat, then you give out 10-game suspension. Then you can start doing some steroid type of policing. Just have the stitching where the players can get both fingers around it, whether you're trying to do a curveball, a split finger fastball, there's enough extra little dots on it where you can grip that ball. Just change the baseball. How hard, if you don't want to try it the first year in Major League, try it in the minors just like you do everything else and do that. Uh, there was another story out about baseball that there may be another work stoppage uh, that they've got to get that squared away. I mean, it's... You hope that you find a way to celebrate again, shorten the season, uh, eliminate shifting, and put put pitch clocks in there, and put stitching on the baseball so the pitchers can get a grip without having to take the base. Think how stupid that is. I mean, this is 2022. You have to take the baseball, and you got to put it in the dirt so you can pick it up and grab it and get a grip on it. I mean, it's just... It beats all I've ever seen, Pickles. But um, I don't know. I, I think it's crazy talk, you know. But we're going through everything, and that's just about it. I'll say this. Um, Atlanta, again, I think this Hawks team, Pickles, you list the first few minutes, go back and listen to the program. I think they got as good as chance as anybody to win the whole thing. I want to reiterate that. They remind me of that uh, 2011 three-seed uh, Dallas Mavericks that nobody thought that was going to win, even all the way up to the finals that were mocked 
against Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh. Uh, Wade and, and LeBron, when uh, there was rumors that uh, uh, Dirk Nowinski was, was under the weather in one game, they're mocking him, and they got their butts kicked in that series, lost it. Uh, now, statistically, uh, playoff-wise, Phoenix is playing the best basketball. Uh, best defense, best points differential, you name it. But this team is as good as anybody with their, uh, yeah, and Nate McMillan. Is, is, is if you had to pick a coach of the playoffs, uh, you know, you get the finals MVP, give the coach an MVP. So far, it's coming to Nate McMillan. But, uh, you know, Monty Williams is doing a really good job. That was a great call the other day, calling that alley-oop like that from the out-of-bounds. That was a well of a call. Well of a call, DeAndre uh, Ayton. So it looks like the Phoenix has got the edge to win this thing. Chris Paul, sentimental guy, pulling for him. He's 36 years old. It's his time. Really like Chris Paul, you know. I would love to see that. But I'm telling you, this Atlanta team is a team to be reckoned with. They're playing fearless. They've got the inside play with, with Clint Capella. And John Collins playing their roles. They got all these sharpshooters. Vidogovic, we know about Trey Young. But Gallinari, they've got more sharpshooters than just about anybody. And like I said, Del, you're saying Clippers are rolling. That's the game that I thought the Clippers would win would be game, would be game three. Uh, that's probably a five or six game series. Probably five, I would say. Uh, give Chris Paul another game. And I think Phoenix moves on. And uh, right now, today... I think Atlanta wins Milwaukee. I may be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But they just they just seem like they have the balance on both sides, man. Uh, and, and I think they have the deepest amount of shooters, Pickles. They, they're not a stat for just ability to shoot, not just the three-ball stat, but just the outside shot. They have so many players that are coming into their own at the right time. So I'm taking Atlanta serious, man. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys on uh, now Tuesday. Tuesday, Pickles, I could possibly have uh, Kavarius Tears on uh, University of Tennessee baseball commit. Remember, they, they made the World Series this year. They get put out, but this guy is a Major League Baseball prospect. Speaking of Major League Baseball, talked to his mother today, and he's getting ready to enroll in UT. Uh, he's going to be a big-time player. He's going to be uh, a major leaguer, could be a Mookie Betts uh, type of player, and I'm going to bring him on potentially on Tuesday. So keep that, stay tuned to that, possibly Tuesday, possibly Thursday's show. Uh, we will keep you guys involved on that. I will keep everybody updated. If you like the show, share the show. Uh, I noticed someone would, would like my show at the beginning, and then uh, and I, I listened to it again the next day on YouTube. Then they didn't like it. Listen, folks, if you don't like what I have to say, you don't have to support friends, family, anything. You don't have to support me. I I do this because I want to do this. I do this even though I have colds and, and blown days and stuff. I pursue happiness. Uh, I'm happy doing this, okay? I don't say what I think people want me to say. That's why I said what I said earlier, Okay. I say what I feel like is the right thing to say. That's why I told you the, the Howard Stern story. When you start real, when you stop thinking about what others think of you in life 
and you go after what you want instead of chasing money and what other people want, when you chase what you want in life, then you're happy. So whoever's doing that, you don't have to feel sorry for me. I'm not feeling sorry for you, and I'm not feeling sorry for me. I'm happy doing what I'm doing, okay? If I never get hired and I stay a blogger and a YouTuber, I'm still going to be happy rather than chasing money like I've done in the past, real estate, real uh, security company, doing what other people say would be a good thing to do. That's okay to make money, but do what you want to do in life. I'll do me, you do you, okay? So if you ever do that, don't feel sorry for me, okay? But anyways, everybody, I will be back on here. Uh, yeah, Pig Vomit. Yeah, that guy. He was all about the money. I love that movie. I mean, Private Parts is a really good movie. Uh, I'm not a huge Howard Stern fan, but you got to admit, I do like his courage and his take on uh, the way he handled that situation. Okay? So I will see you all Tuesday here around 9 p.m. Central Time. If you're on YouTube, the uh, Northeast Streaming Sports will be on the Mac and Jack show around 7.30 a.m. Central Time for about 30 minutes. Big segments. We talk about the week in sports on uh, the uh, Northeast Streaming Sports uh, Sunday, 7.30 a.m. Central Time, the Mac and Jack. I'll be on there if you want to catch me on there on the Facebook page as well. That is the Northeast Streaming Sports. Uh we always got some interesting stuff to talk about, you know, and I never pull back. You guys know. So have a good night, everybody. I will see you otherwise Tuesday and potentially a Major League Baseball prospect, Cavarius uh, Tears. Okay. Have a good one, everybody. Thank you. All right. And thank you. Podcast.